Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. Good morning and a very, 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 very warm welcome to all of you. And let me begin by saying, that I think that Jesus would have made a great Old Testament professor at a seminary. And I say that because in today's passage from John's Gospel that Ben just read for us, Jesus is teaching the disciples about who he really is, and he uses the Old Testament to make his point. And he's reminding them of the time when Moses led the people of Israel through the wilderness for 40 years, and how when they were really hungry, God fed them manna, which, as you know, is a kind of bread. So Jesus is using hunger and he's using food to try to explain who he is. And as always, the issues of the Bible are issues that you and I can see in the world around us today as well. Now, I'm looking out at all of you, and I'm assuming that for the most part, We are fortunate in this congregation uh, to not be terribly physically hungry or thirsty. But a lot of folk are. 33,000 children on this small planet of ours die every single day for a lack of nourishment. There's a photograph that has haunted my spirit for years. It's a photograph of a famine in Africa And in the photo, a young child is lying beside her mother in the dirt, and she's nursing at her mother's breast. And under the photo, the caption says that moments before the photo was taken, the mother had died from cholera. Then, of course, there's the hunger that's closer to home. There's the hunger that's right here in Manhattan. You and I walk by homeless folk every single day in this city uh, who ask us for manna. Last night, I came home from dinner, and I walked past the front of Calvary Church, and there were three homeless men, each of them sleeping in one of the three doors of this church, men who are hungry. May there never be chains across the front door of our church that say, you are not welcome here. Now, there's another kind of hunger that's just as real. I have a friend named Hannah Anderson, and Hannah is an Episcopal priest, and she's on the bishop's staff in the Diocese of New Hampshire. And Hannah tells of a time when she was in seminary. She was newly divorced, she had two very young children, money was tight, and she was really struggling. And one day she was sitting in a theology class and the topic was the Trinity. And the professor had written a diagram, a complicated one on the blackboard, trying to describe how you could have three and one at the same time. And all of a sudden, Hannah could not help herself. And she stood up and excused the language, but this is exactly what she said as she shouted in a loud voice, I don't give a damn about this stuff. I just need to know that there's a Savior. And that's the other kind of hunger that I'm talking about. Now, sometimes this hunger is at least in part an unconscious hunger. 
sometimes all we can say is that we're hungry and that we don't know what to do about it. And in today's passage that Ben read for us, the crowd is saying exactly the same thing. They are experiencing the same kind of unconscious but very real hunger. And when Jesus starts talking about a new kind of food that's going to satisfy, a new kind of food that endures for eternal life, they say, well, great. We're really hungry, and you say you've got some new manna, some new bread, some bread that's really going to stick to our ribs. So how do we get it? What must we do to do the works of God? What must we do to get this better bread? And Jesus responds by crying out, nothing. You don't do anything. It's such a human impulse for you and me to think that we must do something to get this better bread. Every split second and every square inch of our entire lives is, are claimed by the doctrine of justification by works. If I don't deserve it, I don't get it. If I don't earn it, then I can't have it. If I'm not worthy, then forget it. This doctrine of justification by faith, this doctrine of grace, this idea of free, unmerited, undeserved love absolutely grates against the very fiber of our fallen, broken spirits. To which the Son of God is saying to you and me this morning, no. He is saying, Jim, don't do anything. Just trust. Trust that this better bread that I offer to you, even this morning at Calvary Church, is a gift. It is a gift that is given to you and to each person in the pews with costly love, the kind of love that took me to the cross for you. And it is now this morning, on this hot Sunday morning, given to you to satisfy your deepest hunger. Let me give you just a little illustration of what this costly love looks like. And it comes from a story that was told on the television series West Wing. And the story goes this way. A fellow's walking down a street and he falls into a hole. And the hole is really deep and the sides are steep so that he can't get out. And a doctor comes walking along and the fellow in the hole shouts out, Doctor, can you help me out? And the doctor pulls out his prescription pad and writes a prescription for somebody who's trouble in a hole and rips it off the pad and throws it down into the hole and walks on. So then along comes a priest and the fella in the hole says, Father, can you help me out of this hole? And the priest opens up his book of common prayer and he turns to the section titled Prayers for Those in Trouble or Bereavement and rips out that page and throws it down to the fella in the hole and walks on. And then a friend comes along, and the fellow in the hole shouts out, Mike, can you help me out? And Mike jumps down into the hole. And the fellow says, are you crazy? Now we're both down here. And Mike answers, well, yes, but I've been down here before, and I know the way out. 
And so says the Son of God to your hunger and to my hunger this morning. If the ears of your spirits and of my spirit can hear this invitation from the Son of God, this offer of grace, then maybe you and I can begin to take the risk to acknowledge what our deep hungers really are and to begin to realize that way deep down we are not just needing just a snack, that we are starving. And so, for instance, perhaps I can take the risk of admitting that I am starving for some peace and that I can begin to say how hungry I really am for the warfare inside of me to stop and for my anxieties to be calmed by a peace that's not of this world. Or maybe I can take the risk, and maybe you can too, of realizing that we are starving for some love and beginning to admit sometimes how little we sometimes think of ourselves and how much we are aching to be cherished just as we are. Or finally, and perhaps most importantly, I can start to admit how much I am starving for forgiveness, how I can begin to admit that I cannot escape from my failures and my sins by trying to either ignore them or to just forgive myself. And that I'm yearning to be in a forgiven and a right relationship with all of you and with myself and with my God. We all look kind of okay this morning, but the truth is that we are not mildly hungry for a snack, that we are starving. And that's why in today's passage, Jesus says to the crowd and to Calvary St. George's at 11 a.m. this morning, I am the bread of life. You, if you come to me, will never be hungry. Here's a little bit of research as I move to the end of this sermon that you may not have known. And this comes from scientists. I got it on YouTube, so it has to be true. The fragrance that is most likely to make a person feel romantic, it's not lilacs, it's not cologne, it's not freshly cut grass, it's not roses, it is the fragrance of bread baking. I mean, how great of God to choose a symbol of his unconditional love to be something that also makes our hearts go pitter-patter which is why on the night that he was betrayed, Jesus took bread and broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is freely, undeservedly, unmeritedly, unconditionally given to you. And that is why in a few minutes when we have Holy Communion, we're not gonna say, Take this bread if you've been good. We're going to say, take this in remembrance. I mean, we're not going to actually say this, but this is what we'll mean. Take this in remembrance that Jesus has jumped down into the hole on the cross to be with you and to lead you out. Assuage your hunger with his grace in your hearts by faith. 
with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.